I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating where we dig into the whys of people's behavior, especially when it comes to their love lives. Why do people do the things that they do? Julie, do you have all the answers? No, I don't. I I wish I did. (laughs) I I mean, I have all of the answers is what I meant to say. But you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's funny when I hang out with my single friends, just because I'm not single, they feel like I should have all the answers also because we have a dating podcast. So a lot of the times they're like, come on, you know, what's happening? Like, tell me the truth. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not a psychic. I cannot tell you what's going on in people's minds. That reminds me of Liza Schlesinger's comedy. She's like, there's the secret road on the side. <laughs> She's I like, know. if I knew the secret, I wouldn't have waited to 35 to get married, you know? 
<laughs> the fact is nobody has the answers. Even the people who are dating experts, even the people who are really good at dating, they don't have the answers because no. everyone's so different. You cannot read people's minds. But at least on this show, we try to get down to the bottom of why people do the things they do. All you can do is control your own mindset and be aware of the different ways that people think about things and have conversations. I think that's really ultimately it. Like when people always write in, it's not just our podcast. I've heard this on other podcasts. When you write in like the long winded question, it's like, have you talked to your partner first? Or have you talked to that person in question? That's usually going to solve like 80%. And I also want to bring up, I I just want to call out some of our YouTube commenters because I knew this would happen. So what we migrated our dateable YouTube account to my old Ask Miss Single Fight account, which was dating advice for men. I had a lot of young men watching my channel. And I knew we would get comments that would be women hating or guys who were very down about dating. And I want to call out some of these comments. I'm not going to like, we're not going to answer all of them one by one. But if you really want to enjoy your love life and your dating life, you cannot blame other people. Those comments are counterproductive saying, oh, why women suck? Like, what is women's value to this world? Like, why do you even need to comment? If those are the negative thoughts you have in your head, I'd rather have you not be a subscriber. I'd rather have you not comment and comment where else, someone else, someone else's channel who may actually want to have a conversation with you. I just think in dating, we have to stop blaming other people. We can only control our own actions and we're all guilty of doing something not great in dating. So let's spend that time correcting our own behavior. So what was it that someone, one of your friends asked you expecting you to have like the crystal ball? Oh my gosh. Just the whole, (laughs) the whole, uh, he, someone I've been dating says this to me and it doesn't make me feel good. Do you think he's saying it to me because he really means it? Or do you think he's saying it to me because he wants attention? I don't know. (laughs) You're like, I've never met the guy in my life. (laughs) I'm not dating your partner. Like, how would I know? Go ask him. You're the one who sees him all the time. Like, I don't know. Do you want me to text him? I don't have a crystal ball in front of me. It's just, to. I get it. I think also I would say this about women is a lot of times we ask for advice when we just want to vent. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think she just wanted to vent, but it's packaged in a way of asking for advice. So this is my advice to all the women out there. If you want to vent, just say you want to vent. And as a girlfriend to all the women out there who want to vent, it is also my responsibility to always ask, okay, before I give you my opinion, are you looking for advice or are you looking to vent? You're right. Like, let's decipher that. It's to vent, but also validation. I think that's yeah. another reason. I mean, I've done it before. I'm not going to play innocent here. Sometimes you just want your friend or someone to like, you know, take your side on it. So I do get the flip side of like using it as to vent to your friends and, you know, people talk in our Facebook group. I actually think talking to people that are a little more removed is actually better because the problem when you vent I to agree. your friends is you usually don't share all the good things because then it comes off as like bragging and it's weird. So then Mm -hmm. your friends only hear 
the negative. And then if you do pursue this relationship, they have a really weird vision. I know that's happened to me with friends. It's like people will vent and vent and you meet their partner or you have met their partner and you know their partner and you're just like, is this a healthy relationship? Because you only hear one side of it. So I think that is something that I've learned over the years of like, there's a thin line of like sharing stuff with your friends and bonding And then also necessarily like disclosing every last dirty detail about your relationship, opposed to like just working it through with the person in the relationship. And maybe this is a generalization, but I definitely feel this with my girlfriends. Now with my guy friends, it's a totally different story. So this week we've been in LA, we've been hanging out with my boyfriend's guy friends. And at the beginning of dinner, it's very sober. Everyone's in their 30s, mid to late 30s. Everyone seems to have their shit together. We have these very mature conversations. Some of the guys are in in relationships. You know, it's like very nice to have these conversations with a bunch of dudes. And then we head out to an outdoor bar later. And as more drinks are coming around the conversations revert back to their 13-year-old self. And I think a lot of guys are guilty of this when they get into this group situation. Mm. Our dinner conversation was all about future thinking, how to change the world, like what our purpose is in life. And all of a sudden, we're at the bar and one of the guys is like, yeah, I smashed that, like under his breath. And I don't even know who he's talking about. He's literally just like (laughs) directing these words at some random girl across the bar. He's like, yeah, I smashed that. Like, excuse me, what grade are we in now? Why why are you reverting back? It's so interesting because I feel like, I mean, not to generalize, but what we were just saying is like women don't want to brag about their partner yeah. in relationship. And then men are like the opposite. Like they don't vent, but they will oh, be yeah. like, I did this. I did this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a checklist of all the things that they've been so good at. But this is also like kind of a great way to frame our Uh, would you rather this week? Mm. So the would you rather was in your love life, would you rather be known as the romantic or the realist? Mm. And I think it's again, it's like how you interpret this question. But I, I purposely wrote this question as how do you want to be perceived? Not what you really are. Interesting. So now that I can clarify the question, Julie, what would be your answer to this? Ooh, this is tough because I definitely am the romantic for sure. UA, you know that. I feel like I was actually just with our friend Louise that helps us with some of the podcast stuff too. I was just talking to her in a park about this. And I feel like I'm always the one that's like, why can't like we move mountains to make this work? Like mm-hmm. I'm not the realist at all. Like I'm always with people that are much more realistic. And then like if you actually look at like what they're saying it's totally valid and I'm probably like living in a fantasy but I don't think I would trade that because I do think at the end of the day I do maybe this is my romantic side coming out but I do believe if two people really will do what it takes to make it work you can make it work Like, Mm -hmm. there are always going to be barriers. And I get that some barriers are bigger than others. I'm not trying to like undermine that there are certain things that are harder to overcome than others. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it comes down again to your mindset. Like, is this a priority? Is this something that you can have like a growth mindset on? Or do you feel like it's going to like hinder it? Yeah, I mean, maybe I get hurt more because I'm the romantic, but I think I wouldn't trade it. What about you? I'm happy that you are sticking to your romantic side because I do think like 
in order to be in a really healthy relationship, you need to have a nice balance of both. But in today's world, with how we approach dating, too many people are a little too much of a realist. Mm. And when two people are too realistic about things that could happen, then the relationship will never push forward. Because let's be honest, yeah. if you're being realistic, you're like, actually, there's a 50% chance of us working out. Right, right, right. You need the romantic in the relationship to give it hope and to give it this push to move forward. So I'm glad you're sticking to your guns. Personally, for me, I think I'm too much of a realist. All of my boyfriends have said I'm too direct mm-hmm. and it hurts their feelings. And I tend to date sensitive men. And uh, one good example is my boyfriend's been working out. He's gaining a little bit of muscle and he just wants a little bit of acknowledgement. And it's so hard for me to say, babe, you look good. You're gaining muscle. Instead, I'm like, oh, you definitely don't have the genes to be super buff. <laughs> poor guy you're doing the best you can (laughs) and that is the asian tiger mom in me that will always give you that b minus like you're never gonna get above a b minus right in my eyes even though in my in my mind i want to that's such a compliment so when you gives you a compliment you know that like you really deserve that compliment (laughs) yeah or i'm really drunk because i do not give compliments at all but (laughs) I need to be more of a romantic because I realize we all need that. We need that whimsical side. We need to believe in something. Otherwise, then like, why are we getting into relationships? Otherwise, you'd be like, actually, um, all the statistics are proving that I should be alone (laughs) versus being in a relationship. The only downside, though, and I'm like literally just regurgitating a conversation I just had. So this is just ironic. But I think this comes up a lot is like, I feel like... It sets you up, though, for failure sometimes when you're romantic, Mm. because like, I definitely have this like love conquers all mentality. And it's just not realistic sometimes. Like, for example, when my boyfriend got deported, or I always say got deported, it's much more dramatic, but he basically (laughs) just lost his visa. But we'll go with the deported story. No, I like deported. That's more of a storyline. Yeah, exactly. We can get a movie deal that way. This is the romanticized version of myself. He was thrown out of this country, but no. Um, But I think like in that situation, he was very realistic. Like he's like the odds of me Mm. getting a visa, the odds of this working when we're like in different time zones. But I was like, we can make it work, you know, like, and I Mm -hmm. think that that it's it's a positive and a negative at the same time. Well, I think you can be a romantic in the how you're being perceived, but realistic in your approach. Mm. I would want my partner to consider me romantic. But in order to uh, save my own heart, I think I can still have a very realistic approach. So right? that might be the part that I want to change if we're going to mm. talk about change. Because I think I also tend, one of my patterns that I need to break is that UA, you and I are very different this way. Like, I feel like when you're done with someone, you're done. Oh, done. They're and dead. I, I linger forever. Like, I don't yes. ever break up with anyone. I mean, like, I do. But, like, they're always still yes. in my life to some capacity. And I actually, fun fact, had someone new reappear this week. So, Oh, hey <laughs> Don't leave us hanging. Who? <laughs> this was the weird situation of this guy that I met on Hinge that I never actually met in real life. But we continued to uh. talk from London. 
but we have been back chatting. And did he reach out? Yes. It was like, you know, (laughs) COVID related. You know, it's all like, how are things going over there? Like Uh the usual line. And now it's progressed. And it might have got a little steamy this week. So I won't say anything more. But (laughs) How can you not say anything more? You you basically said he reached back out to talk about COVID and then it got steamy. (laughs) I don't know how you can talk about COVID. And well, then get it, steamy from there. It wasn't I'm sorry. How's COVID going on over there? How many deaths have you had? What are you wearing? Like, how does that conversation That was go exactly down? the convo. No, just, what the fuck? No, it just, uh, it, just it's a transition. You know, you just need the COVID entry point and then you can turn the virtual sex on. This wasn't, this wasn't video. It was more just sexting type convos. But, you know... It's not a viable prospect for me. The romantic version of myself understands that someone I've never actually met that lives across the world is probably not the right fit. But that being said, what else am I doing right now in COVID? You know, you got to take it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. But that's also the, a very realistic way of it looking is. at this so situation. Maybe I, have, maybe I have turned a bridge. Maybe I'm, I am a little more realistic than I think. There is a point that I was to, okay, this was this has gone a little outside of what we were saying. I guess what I was originally saying is I tend to keep people around like past exes of mine, like my last ex, I we broke up, got back together like multiple times. And there's a point where that's not healthy. But I think the romantic side of me thinks that there's like a story that's going to play out a certain way. Mm. It's like a fairy tale that for sure love conquers all that it will end in the way that it's supposed to be with us together. But that's just not always realistic. So it gets in your way of meeting new people is what I'm trying to say in a long winded way. Well, it's your way of putting in a narrative when a narrative has not started yet. Yeah, it's I've creating been guilty. a narrative that may not actually be the narrative you should be following in life, basically. Right, right. Because you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. So right. I don't know. I, I think you could argue pros and cons of both the realist and the romantic. I think mm-hmm. it's probably striking the balance. Like maybe I'm turning a point like you just said, is I still have the romantic side, but I also can be like, okay, this is take it for what it is. It's a fun thing to do during COVID. That's it. Yeah. I always think about our conversation with Ryan Van Duzer, mm. his journey to find love. I forget which season. Such Season a great conversation. nine. Nine. Okay. Listen That's to Julie. So many she good knows. Ones. Yes. He talks about just his, I don't know, quote unquote failures when it comes to his search for love. But in his eyes, he's just fueling his romantic side. And he's like, I'm a romantic at heart and I will be a romantic through and through, even though I've had so many heartbreaks. And I think about that quite a bit because I, I believe romance is a religion and you subscribe to it and you believe in it and you stick with it. And even though... Some things are unexplainable and it could break your heart. But if you truly believe in it, that's a goal in itself. And I think you can fulfill that even without a partner. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's how do you want to tell your life story? You know, like if, you, mm. if we're truly not defining relationship success in longevity, maybe it is okay to have like a romantic spin that you've learned and loved and lost and all this versus like, I'm just a failure at relationships. Like that's not going to really mm-hmm. help you either. So mm-hmm. so if this is very much in line with the results of the, <laughs> the survey of would you rather 51% said that they're 
romantic. 49% said that they're realists, which really is just 50-50%. Wow. I think people identify with both and there was no clear winner. But I also saw a lot of people were flip, flip-flopping back and forth uh, on our Facebook page because they were like, well, mm. I am this, but I want to p- be perceived as this. And I think that's a really the takeaway here is what are you currently today? Where are you trying to get to? Or, or the takeaway is how do you add balance in? I think that's mm. really what it is because neither one is right or wrong. If you're totally like in the sky all the time, you're removed from reality, which is not great either. So yeah, well, then you and I are complete opposites with this journey. This too, pro- I'm too realistic. <laughs> this is why it works out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too romantic. You're trying to get more realistic. And this goes into our conversation today with Kimmy, because Kimmy is all about, she's an image consultant, but she's always also, also about like how you feel about yourself. You can also show that externally. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with this too, because I'm so much of a realist that when I go on dates, I dress literally in athleisure wear. Because to me, I'm I'm like, oh, if we're walking around, I want to be comfortable. I want to make sure I don't wear a romper or a onesie because how do I pee? You know, I think about like the very practical things. Interesting. But, the, but if I let the romantic side come out, then I should put in more effort because it also shows my date that I'm putting in the effort. I would also value that date more if I put in more effort. So that's what I need to work on. I never thought about this way, but be pre-COVID, I'm not going to talk about dating and COVID because let's be honest, no one's wearing dresses right now on dates. No. But pre-COVID, I always wore dresses to dates every single date. Yes, I remember and you saying that. It was a way for me to mentally like take this and make it a special occasion. And maybe yeah. that is a romantic side of me, that it is a special Absolutely. occasion. And yeah, like there's something a little like girly fairy tale of like wearing a dress, you know? But also you're showing to your date that this is not platonic. Yep. You're not going to the gym together. You're not like <laughs> hiking together, which is normally how I am dressed. But I would also say, you say you just said nobody's wearing dresses during COVID. Girl, I'm in LA. These girls, I was out for breakfast at 9 a.m. This girl was in like Valentino heels and like this little dress at a, a sidewalk cafe. I'm like, girl. <laughs> LA is different. But I also think it's because of no one's walking in LA. That's the difference. That's true. In yeah, San Francisco and other cities, like you're walking like two miles to get to a date sometimes. So true. Although yeah. now people, I mean, I've definitely been using Uber a lot more recently. And I think mm. a lot of people are just because we're getting more comfortable. And also like COVID apparently, like all the stuff about like it being on surfaces really isn't how it's spreading anymore is what we've right. learned. So I think people's comfort with Uber has definitely gone up. And I mean, I can tell from the prices it's gone up, right? <laughs> like they're yes. gauging yes. it. So I feel like maybe now people will dress up a little on dates again and also like now you can go to a restaurant when we first did socially distanced dates if you were going on like a hike or a park you're not gonna sit i would never sit in a park with like a dress on it would just know? never happen but i've seen people do it and it looks very instagram worthy it looks awesome that's so maybe true. i don't know well maybe we should we just try it i mean that's what we've learned from this episode i'm so i'm so excited about this episode because i admit i was a little skeptical when i first like read mm. the description of it and like when we were talking about this topic of like the the outside in because i feel like we uh-huh. always hear right like you got to get yourself in order first but 
That being said, I think there's so many valid points in this episode and our guest, Kimmy, who is amazing. Actually, she did a makeover with me. So I saw saw firsthand this entire process. So I'll give a little more insider to that. We actually have a little video clip too that we're putting on social Mm -hmm. so you can see the whole thing go down. But I think the part was that I thought like, oh, you know, like when you hear about like looks, like looks and dating is a loaded subject. No one's going to deny that looks matter, but I think it's like people can get easily offended, right? Because if you don't fit whatever stereotype people think are like the attractive molds, it's really Mm -hmm. difficult. But what Kimmy never talks about that, it's all about like, how do you look the best for you? And like, how do you put your best foot forward? And I think that part was amazing. And then like on my virtual makeover, like she literally was just like, you've broad shoulders, you should just be wearing V-necks. You have big boobs, broad mm. shoulders, <laughs> extensions. What you call your boobs? <laughs> the twins. Yes. <laughs> she called them the twins, which made me chuckle. But she was basically like, just own the V-neck, show off the boobs mm. a little more. It also brings your shoulders in so you have more of that like hourglass. So she was not really telling me to do any major changes. They were just tiny tweaks and like different colors. And like you've even said this before, like certain mm-hmm. pink tones that make you look more fertile or like red that, <laughs> you know, like like there's certain psychology of colors that attracts men and women. And she gave tips mm-hmm. for men too. This was not solely for women. Exactly. So I think this episode is just like action packed with a lot of like really small tidbits that you can like apply tomorrow, which is amazing. Because let's be honest, yep. the inner work takes some time. So like, got to maximize something. At the end of the day, it's all marketing. You could have a really great cereal (laughs) that you spent years perfecting. And it's like vegan, non-GMO, you know, like gluten-free, whatever. It's like everything that everybody wants right now. But if you don't package it right, Right. then nobody's going to take it off the shelf because they don't know anything about what's inside. So I think she makes a really good point that we... We dress to our fullest potential. I guess that's that's what it is. And if you think about superheroes, as soon as they put on their superhero costume, they act, they talk, and mm-hmm. they look like superheroes. And that's what all of us are capable of doing. I know I have this one pair of pants, high-waisted, wide-leg pants, that whenever I wear them, my friends will be like, did you get taller? Yeah, like, did- exactly. And I, and I, I think I know the pants, yeah. Do you know the pants? Because so. it's... It's like, Julie, yeah. I didn't get taller. It's just that I have confidence. so much confidence exactly. that my posture is better. <laughs> exactly. And like, I know personally, when I've had all like my serious relationships, I've attracted people when I felt the best about myself. Yes. And even right now, like I just got a haircut two weeks ago. Yes. I feel so much better than I did two weeks ago. Like, I feel so much more confident to do video dates, which I have another one mm-hmm. coming up tonight. So Woo! keep you guys posted <laughs> if there's anything. Get that. Anything. Get that v-neck on oh also ironically though you know how we talked about you asked if my the date that i've gotten so much outreach on this one the date that did not like the podcast if i heard from him and i was like no i think it faded his ears must have been ringing because he literally texted me like an hour after we recorded no and what did he say he was just like how's your week or something generic oh and then and i do want to point out we actually had someone in our facebook group make a really good comment on it and she 
she was like, listening to it, he missed a huge opportunity. Like, even if he doesn't like the content, he could have complimented you on your conversational skills, your like speaking ability, as I butcher the word speaking, but (laughs) but she was like saying how like, if she dated a sports anchor, a sports host, she doesn't like sports, but there's so many like good things she could like find to compliment him. So I think I just wanted to like reiterate that, not just to make myself feel better, but also just in general for like other people, because I think that's such a good point. It's like, even if you're not down with what someone's doing, there's always something that you can find in it to relate to them in a positive way and show your support. So absolutely, absolutely. It's all about connecting. You're never going to connect with someone on all of their interests, but you can connect with them on a personal level that goes beyond just like the superficial interests and everything. So yes, but her her posting that reminded me that I left him on read and forgot to respond to his message. So I did, you know, I just like I've been going back and forth with I just threw the hey, like I've been thinking about this longer. And I don't think it's the right fit. Just even though he didn't ask to hang out, I was just like, I don't need to like keep dragging this on kind of. And then he just replied, Okay. (laughs) How was it? I was going to say, why don't you text him the link to this episode? (laughs) No words wasted. Here's how I really feel. Thank you very much. I do want to call out before we do quick announcements. We actually had someone on Instagram give us very important information. Thank you, Natalie. who reached out in relation to last week's episode. So for anyone that missed last week's episode, it was an amazing episode. We touched on like so good. really important topics with interracial dating and racism in 2020 and all that's going on in the U.S. and how that affects relationships. But before we got into that in the intro, we kind of did a piggyback on the week before, which is also a good plug for that episode, but about um, our guest that is choosing to remain a virgin and how UAC saw the Virginity Rocks t-shirt, a teen in it on a hike. And Natalie wrote us that this actually is apparently a big trend started by a YouTuber that like all these teens are wearing this line of Virginity Rocks t-shirts that this YouTuber, I'm trying to pull up his name, Danny Duncan, a set 27-year-old YouTube personality and prankster. So apparently he wore it as a joke in his YouTube videos, but they've taken off as a line of merch. So the power of merch. I'm reading this. <laughs> I'm reading this New York Times interview with him right now. And he says, I have sex, obviously, <laughs> but I want people to do whatever they want to do and not be pressured into anything. Yeah. He also sells practice safe sex shirts as oh, well. <laughs> I knew this would be some sort of like viral, some millennial or Gen Z, whatever influencer thing. Because think about it. All we ever learned in elementary school and middle school was practice safe sex, practice safe sex. We thought it was so stupid because adults were telling us that. We're like, no, I'm not going to practice safe sex. But now because I'm a YouTuber, where is it on his show? It's like all of a sudden cool, you know? Elementary school should hire YouTubers for like the D.A.R.E. program. Why don't they? You know, they should have these YouTubers saying like, the only drug I take is aspirin or whatever. Like make make it cool to, to, to be virgins and to be sober. I think that's the only way to get to younger people because I, I will not listen to adults. I, when we went to safe sex 
um, say, wait, sex ed, sex ed classes, safe like safe, safe sex classes, <laughs> sex ed classes. I mean, don't you remember all we did after the classes were look up. I don't even know how we looked up because there's no internet. We would research what sex was and look at pictures. Oh, yeah. Like that's all we. It just made us more curious about sex. I just think of Mean Girls of like the gym teacher being like, "You will die if you don't have safe <laughs> sex." <laughs> It's like use a condom or die. (laughs) Yeah, fear tactics will definitely not work in that. So I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. So that means if we have any younger dateable listeners who want to rock some dateable shirts, we'd be happy to send them to you because obviously we'd be so cool. Any 27-year-old YouTubers want to wear a shirt that says stay dateable, please let us know. We'll send you some swag. Sounds like a plan. We got it down. Okay, before we get to announcements, I just want to take uh, a moment to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor is BetterHelp. And in these unprecedented times, some of us may be experiencing feelings that we haven't felt before. So we've talked about feeling anxiety for myself or having these feelings of depression. So it's good to check in with your mental health and know that you're not alone in this because BetterHelp is here for you. They offer online counseling with professional, credible, and compassionate therapists in a safe and private environment. Their counselors specialize in everything, including relationships, trauma, heartbreaks, depression, and with 3,000 U.S. licensed professionals across 50 states, they make it easier than ever to find help. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting for additional counselors in all 50 states. Now for Dateable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with the code Dateable. Get started today by going to betterhelp.com slash Dateable and join 1 million people, over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Dateable and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Now let's get to announcements. Where are we starting with? Instagram? Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Always on the gram. We post, we do stories, we do silly things. We also do deep things. And you also get like behind the scenes look at some of our guests, which is always fun. So at Dateable Podcast, Instagram. And you can tell us stuff like Natalie did with Virginia rocks, you know, it's like a two way street here. But also the Facebook group is where it's really at. Like the Facebook group is, you know, I think it's a very positive part of the internet. We talked about earlier, you know, like he said, she said, like getting upset with the opposite sex and having negativity. Like we don't see any of that in the Facebook group. And honestly, like that has been the most pleasant surprise of all, just like the diversity and just like age and gender and race and pretty much any way you can be diverse. It's been an amazing group. So definitely get in there if you're not already. And get in there now because we're about to announce something big that we can't reveal right now. And I'm having a hard time Uh. containing myself. But we've been, (laughs) Julie, myself, and our friend Louise, we've been working on this for a while. I would say months. And we finally come upon something that I, I think all of you will really love. So get in our Facebook group before we make that announcement because you'll want to be there for Absolutely. It. I cannot wait to release this into the world. I think it's just going to be such great value for everyone. I'm so excited about it. And another thing we want to release into the world is reviews. Yes, <laughs> please help us get if you more. Have a, yes, <laughs> if you have a moment, take a moment, go into Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. You hear all of the other podcasts 
podcasters do it. It's just general, I don't know, it's like industry standard. We need good reviews in order to have more listeners, in order to get more sponsors, in order to get more guests. It's just like the gift that keeps on giving by giving us a five-star review. It takes Mm -hmm. two seconds. If you can leave a nice little comment, even better. If you can tell us how you found us in your comment, that's awesome because we love hearing like the root of how you found us. So thank you. Thank you for all of you, to all of you who've given us reviews already. But if you haven't yet, please, please, it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a review. Yeah, we have a little over 300 now, but we know that we have a shit ton more listeners than that. Mm -hmm. So please, please, that is our plug to leave us that rating and review. Fabulous. Now we're ready. Yes. Yeah, let's hear it from Kimmy. We've all heard that you can't judge a book by its cover and it's what's on the inside that really matters. But our guest today is really about working from the outside in. But it's not exactly what you think. So let me just introduce her first. Her name is Kimmy Seltzer. She's a dating and makeover expert and image consultant who draws upon her experience as a therapist. She's also host of the Charisma Quotient podcast that we were also on, where she talks about how to build confidence from the outside in. She's consulted thousands of people to revamp their style, boost their confidence, and most importantly, find love. She lives in LA. She's been there for 17 years, originally from Chicago. She's 50 and in a monogamous relationship. Hi, Kimmy. Hello, ladies. (laughs) What people don't know is we literally just recorded for Kimmy's podcast right before this. (laughs) I know. I feel like you guys are good friends already. This is awesome. We go way back, a whole half an hour. This is equivalent to splitting a a bottle of wine together. Exactly. Oh my God, we totally we should have. Like during our break, why didn't we do that? We should have gotten someone. That was a missed opportunity. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Ladies, it's never too late. It's only 6.30. We can do it. <laughs> but first and foremost, Kimmy, I want to know what does it mean to work from the outside in? Is that saying that looks really do matter? Uh, yeah, they do. So, okay, here, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you, right, I'm glad you introduced it the way that you did because it isn't what you really think. And I think I would be amiss if I didn't share a little bit of my story and mm. how I got here because honestly, before my whole story happened, I used to work from the inside out. I used to be one of those, you know, people. Um, <laughs> no, but what happened is, as you said and mentioned, I'm from Chicago. And, you know, I when I lived there, I lived a very traditional life. I had a traditional job. I was a traditional therapist. I had, um, you know, the house, the picket fence, the kids, the dog, the husband. I still have the kids. But um, <laughs> you see where the story's going. Anyway, um, what happened is we all picked up. We moved here to La La Land. We landed here. We do what all the other people here do. We get a divorce. Um, obviously, there were there were issues. No, did you get a divorce or did you get an agent first? One or the other. Oh or my god! Play. One or the right? other. I didn't know that you had to get an agent. So that's how that's how clueless I was. Uh, now, if I were to do it all again, maybe I would. Obviously, there were issues right in this little fairy tale. And but the truth of the matter was is that. In that moment of my life, I went through a very dark, dark moment. I call it my black period because 
you know, if, if you saw me back then, my clothes really did reflect that Blackberry. Mm. I mean, I mm. wore ginormous black clothes. I still had the nursing bras on. And mind you, I was not nursing any oh, longer. Wow. Like, that is how stuck I was. So, mm. you know, like when there's a point in your life and you're going down a path and there's a fork in the road and you have a choice. Well, I was going down the dark path. And I just, you know, I remember being in bed for a long time. I, my family had to fly in and help me. I couldn't take care of the kids. I really didn't know what I was going to do with my new life, let alone attract something different, you know, because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, a single mom, right. like who could love me? Oh. And I really thought that. So I remember, I look, he, up until now, I, again, thought the inside out was the way to go. I did a ton of counseling. I, I had really great support system, awesome friends, but I still couldn't get out of my own way. And so what happened is I just remember waking up one day and really taking a hard look in, in the mirror and I hated what I saw. Mm. I, I, it's like, wait a second. I was this confident person before and the divorce just literally shattered me. And I said, you know what? I'm so fed up with the way I look. I'm just, I'm going to go shopping. Like, I just remember that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get new clothes. I want to just feel better about myself. And what I didn't realize is that my body had changed. Mm. I lost a bunch of weight, but I didn't even see that before. But I, I, I started noticing all the clothes were getting really big on me. And so I go to the shopping um, market. I think it was a department store. I don't even remember where I was. Like, I'm like, like shopping we, market. What? Have we been in quarantine for so long? <laughs> like, I know. What's that thing called? A mall? What was that, that what thing? It was a mall. I know, right? We crave those days again. Um, but but the thing that I remember is I was pulling all the same clothes again. Black, mm. oversized, three times too big, I'm sure. And this personal shopper, she was watching me. And she comes up to me and she said, ma'am, I really think you should try this on. Mm. And she holds up this red dress that looked like three sizes too small. And I said, that's so sweet of you, but that's really not my size. And it's really not my color. And she said, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Try it on. So were you dating at this point? Like, where were you in your oh, life? No. You weren't even no. at a dating stage. Oh, God, okay. no. I mean, I couldn't even get out of my house, you know? And I, so no, up until that point, I was still like trying to work on myself, right? Mm. But actually, that's a good question because what happened in that moment, I caught my red dress moment. It was like she hit me over the head with that dress. <laughs> and, you know how sometimes like you hear things in certain parts of your life that you're able to hear? Yes. I heard her loud and clear. I'm like, I'm supposed to try that dress on. Yes. So I try it on. I twirl around like Cinderella. I look in the mirror and boom. I, it was I'm like ready to I, date again. Yes, <laughs> I became dateable. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, there should be a podcast about that. No, so that's a great what thing. happened? No, I, I truly, I know this sounds almost fairy taleish, but there was something that happened when I saw myself looking a certain way. It like snapped me out of this trance I was in. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, th this is me. I just didn't see me wow. for so long. So I bought that dress that day almost as a costume because I, I, I didn't believe it yet, but I, I figured, okay, I'm going to wear this and marinate in it a little bit and mm. see what happens. And this is what I see with a lot of my clients and the makeovers that I do is that 
when you wear something, you start feeling better in your body and then you get a different response. Well, that's what happened. I walked out into the world with this red dress and all this magic started happening that you heard in my bio. Like new suitors began to come my way, new opportunity. And But here's the thing that I realized is that I was using the black clothes as a cloak to keep mm-hmm. me invisible because I was scared. I didn't want the attention. I didn't want to be seen. And that red dress really forced me to be not only be seen, but be comfortable with it. Right. And so from that moment on, this is when everything started shifting in my mindset. I'm like, wait a second. There is a symbiotic relationship between the outer and inner, and it's not superficial. And now I know that there's research to back that up, which I can share in a little bit. But what happened is that the more evidence I gained from the outside, it started like seeping in on the inside. And this is when Mm. I, you know, really, I felt better about myself. Mm. And so now what I practice today is I really call myself a confidence therapist and an authentic dating strategist. Why? Because it really is about strategy and building confidence. And it's about feeling good about you and knowing how you can break patterns for yourself. So I raise people's Mm. style, emotional, and social intelligence so that people get what they want. And and that's how it was all born. So this is something that I, I hear all the time, but in the reverse about Instagram models that on the outside, they look a certain way, but deep down they can't actually connect the two. And what you're saying is exact same thing, except it's in the reverse is that sometimes you can work on your inner self, but if you don't believe it externally, then you're not connecting the two. You're just living a life as two different people. Exactly. No, that's really well put. And that's why like when I work with people, I always sit down as a therapist and really get a good history. I'm not this cookie cutter approach coach saying one size fits all because it doesn't like we all have different journeys. So those Instagram models have different journeys about their self-worth and validation than somebody who's not used to being visible and seen. And so it's really taking a look at those three areas, style, emotional, and social and saying, okay, what are some pieces that are missing in this puzzle to, you know, really plug in and have a different impact in the way that they're going at things? Because obviously, if people are not attracting what they want, there's something missing. And it's, you know what I mean? I think that's the thing. It's like, we always say like, oh, looks shouldn't matter and all that stuff with dating. But the reality is it does, right? We can like sugarcoat it all we want. But people, I mean, that's what people judge, especially if you're on a dating app, like that's literally all you're seeing. You don't know that person. I guess to Mm -hmm. you, why are first impressions so important and why this focus on the external? Yes. Okay. So yes, image matters. And now I'll just go into research because I know you ladies like research as well. (laughs) I'm not just this like LA blonde saying, put on a dress, you'll look fabulous. You know, (laughs) here's the thing that we know is that if you look at the definition, first of all, of image, image is the way that people perceive you and that determines how they treat you. And when you look at first impressions, this is crazy. It used to be years ago that it takes 30 seconds to make a first impression. It's only seven seconds now. Wow. wow. Well, seven that makes sense. People's ba- right? like, mental bandwidth is so low right now. It's like, just go, Completely. Go, go. And with this virtual world that we're in and swiping right and left, like, I really think that that has a lot to do with that. So now within first impressions, here's what's interesting. In the brain, what happens is that people are making judgments and assumptions on two things. One is the clothes that you wear. 
Two, Mm -hmm. the attitude that you have, which includes body language. Mm. 93% of communication is nonverbal. So it's not what you say is as important as how you portray yourself and your presentation. Now, I can already see like eyes rolling as they're listening to this. Well, you know, if Amanda doesn't like me for me, then forget them. And I'm not going to change who I am. You know, like I get That's that That's exactly lot. how she sounds. How right? do you? <laughs> you know her? <laughs> yeah. But, but this is what I want to kind of flip the thinking of is that it's not about changing who you are. It's about marketing yourself in a way so mm. that someone gets to know who you are. Right. And that's the difference. So many people have been passed by and opportunities that have been missed simply because it was bad marketing and advertising. And, and I really like treat it that way. So like, I'll give you an example. I was working with this woman and she really had kind of a hard time putting herself out there in, in the way of pictures, even like dressing like sexier and feminine on dates and that kind of thing. When I looked into her profile, I don't do profile writing per se. I I mean, I'll take a look at it. I know the formula, but I'm really good at the marketing aspect Mm -hmm. and that's the pictures, right? And so I knew exactly why she wasn't attracting what she wanted. Now I had done a lot of, again, outside and inside work. I had to have her really start owning her body, owning her femininity. I gave her a ton of exercises around that and it was hard for her, but then it was time for the pictures and we really had to change it. Now, when I looked in her profile before, mind you, she had pictures of her in sweats and scrubs because she was like, I think she was a doctor. Um, she had a picture of a ginormous mountain with her this big. Well, you couldn't even see her. This is a lot. Yeah. Like this is a problem. Yeah. A lot of. Oh yeah. But it's a lifestyle shot. Like I don't care. It's a lifestyle shot. We can't even see you. Like what good is the mountain if it, we can't see you? And then there was also another picture that put her in a really bad light. Like it was just not a flattering picture. And then there was one picture that was super hot. Like she was all dressed up. (laughs) She had this kind of like coy look on her face and a little like smile. I'm like, where's that? Like, why aren't you putting that out more? And we're bored of that. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I, that's just one that, you know, I, I had a professional shoot done for this thing that I was in and blah, blah. I said, yeah, that's what I want more of. So we did a whole photo shoot. We put that picture along with some of the other ones, like full body, one in a red dress, you know. <laughs> she got a whole new inventory of guys that was such better quality and what she was looking for in that pool was her boyfriend love and they're it. still together today. It was a marketing issue. <laughs> you know what I love about that though is because I think sometimes when you hear like, oh, it's the outside first, you're like, fuck, am I going to have to like change the way I look completely mm-hmm. and am I ugly or am I too short or whatever it is, right? Your hangups. But you're saying it's just putting your best foot forward and working with what you have and showing how you can look best in that light. I guess like how do you gain that confidence though, especially in a world we live in with like Instagram models or people on TikTok or just like all this like portrayal of beauty for men and women. Let's take a break so we can bring you another great book recommendation. So imagine this, Game of Thrones meets The Princess Bride in this hilarious series combining romance and high fantasy by New York Times and USA Today bestselling author Carolyn Sparks. The book is called The Siren and the Deep Blue Sea. Book two in the Embrace by Magic series is unlike most fantasy books because I don't like most fantasy books, but this one embraces love, friendship, family, and adventure. The heroines who are equals to their heroes are the driving force to changing the world. 
So check out The Siren and the Deep Blue Sea anywhere books are sold. And for more information, just go to kensingtonbooks.com. Now back to the show. Well, yeah, first and foremost, if that's tripping you up, that that's where you have to start working, right? Because if you're mm. if you're comparing yourself to others and you're not seeing your 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 own worth, mm. your own beauty, your own value, that's where you have to start because mm. there's deeper issues there. Um, I am seeing trends, like how you ladies looking at trends. It's really interesting. I just think the different generations that the social media has placed on our validation. So, because so many people are, to your point, comparing themselves. So, a lot of times I'll put people on social media fasts during this time. I'll say, don't look at other pictures. Don't look at anybody. I want you focusing on you. The second thing that I do is really helping people own what they have. And like, I will make people even come up with three things that they love about them in a physical sense. Mm. And like, it can be a toenail. It can be a tooth. I don't care. Give me something. I love love my front tooth so much. So So much. Like it's so hot. I love this tooth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with women, we often focus on what we don't like mm. versus what we do. And mm. so helping people first own their beauty with what they like. And then it's finding clothes and things that accentuate those pieces. So I have something called the three C formula. Very scientific in the way I Oh, I'm writing this down. I know. Yes. I love this. I well, because I think a lot of times we get tripped up on, oh, you know, I can't wear that or I, I mm. shouldn't wear this or oh, my friend looks better in that. And really, it's about your body type and knowing what clothes flatter that body type and what clothes to stay away from. So that's the first C is knowing your cut. And I I actually have a um, free body type that I'm happy to pass on to your listeners. It's a guide where people can measure themselves and Mm. understand like what body type they are. Oh, yes. I was just going to ask, how do you even know what body type you are and what looks good (laughs) on you? Where do you even start? (laughs) Well, for for women, there are five body types. And for men, there are three. Um, Mm. Men, I have a man's fashion manifesto guide, which is really cute for them because I know secretly you all want to know about fashion, but you don't like talk about it on a Sunday afternoon. Like that's not something guys talk about, but there are certain rules with each of these body types. And then um, the second C. Can you, before we go into the second C, can you give us an example of like maybe one for women and one for men? Because I'd love to dive in a little deeper on that. Well, sure. You know, I think for women, no matter what body type you are, you're always trying to achieve symmetry. And the most symmetrical body type is the hourglass. Okay. You you probably have heard that before, but I think a lot of times people have a different definition in their mind of what an hourglass truly is. It's actually where your shoulders and your hips are exactly the same size and proportion, and your waist goes in a little bit. It's not about being the voluptuous woman. That, that's not truly what an hourglass is. It's just that you're perfectly symmetrical. To be honest, I, probably like 8% of the population is a true hourglass. Like it's that, that's not the most common. And so, you know, there's like inverted triangle, there's triangle, there's rectangle, there's all kinds of body types. But when I teach people like what cuts work with them, what I'm trying to do is balance out that silhouette Mm. so that you look more symmetrical. So then when you see yourself in a picture, 
that already is a confidence booster because a lot of times people have the wrong things on. They see themselves in the picture like, ugh, I hate pictures of myself. Oh, but, but that's okay. why, like, if you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, you'll see a ton of before and after pictures. And it's remarkable. Like, some people look like they lost 15 pounds and that was within like 10 minutes of each other. I looked at that you know? and I was like, is that the same person? Like they looked <laughs> <Right>? amazing. <laughs> but that's crazy because I actually talked to a friend of ours about just some tips and he was like, you should just wear a blazer, like a black blazer and then like wear something like a color that pops because that will like frame your body a bit more. So do you have any like tips, like just very tactical types of tips that people can use? Okay, I don't know who your friend is, but um, I would not do that. Um, I would not do a <laughs> No Sorry, don't take that tip. Nope. No offense. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing, because we're talking about dating, and it depends what setting we're talking about. Oh, right? that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's because if point. you're depends talking about work, yes. Yes. But, like, for a dating profile, eh, what not to wear. Like, do not wear blazers. Yeah. So, like, for instance, if you have, and, and we can go into this after the three C's, but, like, there are certain looks that men find sexy and certain looks that women find sexy. Mm -hmm. And that's also another layer to what looks good on your body. Okay. So mm -hmm. that will put that like to the side and, and leave in, a cliffhanger. in terms of the tips, why do you say? I said leave a cliffhanger for people. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you like how I did that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Foreshadowing. So then, um, what is flattering for a certain body type. So let's say that you're an inverted triangle. That means that your shoulders are wider than your hips. What you're going to want to really do, the most important thing is looking at like your collar line. Because you have wide shoulders, you're trying mm -hmm. to narrow the shoulder so they balance out the hips so that you're going to want to do something like a V-neck or a U-neck mm -hmm. rather than like a strapless because mm -hmm. the more skin you have up here, it's going to widen that area. These are some of the things that I go over in my virtual makeovers. And it's super fun because like sometimes in a video, like I can show people the differences between the different cuts and I will go virtual shopping together and I'll pick out outfits and they see the difference in their pictures that they upload to me versus something that I'm suggesting. And it's like a drastic difference a lot of times. And Kimmy, so, are men trying to achieve the symmetry as well? Yeah. Now with men, what's different for them is, you know, they don't have as much variation in their bodies. So because when I say there's three body types, it more has to do with like the stocky man versus the real skinny man mm -hmm. versus like tall and short. Mm. And so there's certain like clothes that flatter each of those you know, types, I will say. So like for a guy who's really tall, for instance, layering the clothes is really good for them because it breaks up that line versus mm. dressing monochromatically because that actually provides length. So a short guy should do that, right? Oh, and so these are fun things, you know, and, I, and this is what I hope that you all get from this is that it's not like, oh, I got to go do all this and this is such a pain. It's actually kind of exciting knowing that there is something you can do that has an instant effect, right. an instant mm -hmm. result. Right. Like all the inside stuff takes time. This is instant. Right. And this is why we need to forget, we need to really not pay attention to the Instagram models and all the <laughs> fads and trends out there because there are certain body types that these trends just don't, do not work on. Right. Like the high-waisted jeans will never look on my body, no matter how many pairs I yes. try I'm just going to give that up. Right. Oh my God, you, I'm so glad you said that because here, there's a difference between 
fashion and style and people use that sometimes interchangeably. Ah. So style is what's everlasting. And Mm. that's what I focus on. Mm. That is something that's you and that that should just be you. Fashion are trends, things that come and go. And you are so right. In fact, I always look at these morning shows and and they come out with like the trending thing. And I always say to myself, you know, that looks good on probably 5% of the population. (laughs) Not only that, guys would not find that attractive. (laughs) You know, like... I want to hear the other C's, but before we get into that, can you just go through the other female body types now that you kind of shared the three male ones? Oh, sure. So I think I mentioned the hourglass and then there's inverted triangle, which is the shoulders are wider than the hips. Then you have a triangle, which is the opposite. That's where your shoulders are smaller than your hips, right? And the hips Mm -hmm. go out. Then we have the rectangle. And that's where your shoulders, your waist, and your hips are all the same. Or sometimes people refer to it as a boyish cut. Mm. So that, like with that body type, for instance, you're really going to want to work on accentuating the waist to, to cause more of that like silhouette. Um, and then the fifth one that I put in there, and this is the only one, by the way, that has to do with just weight, because all the other ones have to do with your bone structure. It has nothing to do with your weight, is um, I call it the diamond, because as, especially women, as we get older, um, we tend to carry weight in the stomach area and with menopause and hormones and all that stuff. So I, I think it's important to talk about because that's a problem area for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be in conjunction with some of the other ones. And so then on top of it, you have to look at height. You also have to look at breast size because that mm-hmm. also plays into what clothes work. Got it. Cool. That's so helpful. I think I'm the square. I think I figured it out. <laughs> you know what? We should do a virtual makeover and, and film it with you. Oh my God. And I'll fun. tell you exactly what you are. So fun. I love that idea. Love it. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC. THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. 
with a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earned from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a we great, should totally great do idea. Let's okay, do we, it. Should, we should do it at the end. I mean it. We should do it. Okay. So what so are the other Cs? Cuts. Yeah. Okay. So then <laughs> moving to the second C is um, color. Color. Mm. Oh, color. It's so simple, yet so many of us don't. And I was guilty, but you heard my story. Black is so safe. A lot of women I find tend to enjoy more the subdued, dull colors. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I love black. I think black is really classy. In fact, I recommend it. It's very slimming too. Mm -hmm. But it's fun to pop color and color actually can attract a guy. So here I'll, I'll give you a little like strategy. So ladies, 
there is actually research out there that now it has been proven that guys are attracted to red. You've probably heard this before, but now we know why. You want? It's crazy. I just read an article on it. Why? Why? Because (laughs) why? Because it's the color of menstruation, so it actually signifies fertility. Fertility. I thought you were going to say like fire hot, but menstruation works too. (laughs) I know. So I think it's this like subliminal thing that goes on with guys. They're so attracted. So I always recommend a woman having a picture of herself online wearing something red because it's a showstopper. You know what? I was sriracha once for Halloween, and it was when. I was in like the best shape of my life too and I was wearing nice. like a t- like a red tube top I I feel like that was the most attention I've ever gotten in a single night so the red works yeah. <laughs> awesome yes. that's awesome yeah no and you know like what happened in my own story there's also something really like it's almost a confidence booster for a woman to be able to walk in a room with a red dress, have a picture of herself out there because you are putting yourself out there in a brighter color. Mm -hmm. But the psychology of color is really, really fascinating. It's interesting in each, and even in the business world, because I do work with people in the business world as well. There's certain colors that are associated with like sales, with authority, you know? And so knowing your colors are really important, but especially in relation to attraction. Now, the right colors are important because like you has Asian skin and that mm. that's different than like Julie and I have a lighter skin tone. There are certain colors you can wear and then certain colors Julie and I cannot wear. So it, it's important to know that because sometimes it'll make you look like sickly mm. or faded mm-hmm. in pictures. And also I will... I'm going to go on a rampage here because we're talking about color. Go for it. I'm really against, and this has to do with camera work too and Zoom dates, really highly against wearing patterns. Mm. And you Mm -hmm. you probably know know this about being on TV, right? Well, just solid colors always look better. Yeah. Especially on camera if you're trying to take photos. It's slimming. It makes you look clean and professional, all of the above. And just patterns create a weird effect on camera too. So sometimes yep. it can make you look bigger than you really are. Yes. Yeah, I know UA, you always give me that advice. You're like, do not wear Solid powder. colors. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, solid colors. So I'm curious, Kimmy, like you mentioned our complexion, both you and I are a bit more whiter, paler. Yeah. And then UA is, is Asian, darker complexion. So what colors kind of work better for people of our complexion versus UA's complexion? Yeah, for lighter skin tones, I always recommend like, a higher pigment or higher, like a, a brighter hue. So think mm. jewel tones. Jewel tones look really good because there's like more contrast on our skin versus like a pastel. Like mm. the worst colors for us are really pale colors mm. or like gray. Right. Really? Um, That's so interesting because I've always thought, oh my gosh, only my white friends can wear Easter colors. Like (laughs) I don't think I can wear a light pink or a light purple, but okay. I feel like I've gravitated to gray and light pink and now I'm regretting it because you're right. It doesn't look good in photos. It never looks good. (laughs) But you know what's good is a bright pink. Oh, by the way, um, bright pink and fuchsia, that's also highly attractive for guys. Like they Mm, like, I can see that. 
the yeah. bright. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you could wear a color that you like, but if you just work with the pigmentation of it, sometimes can make a huge difference. That's why I'm I'm not a true colorist. Where in a sense, like in in the old school sense, that they go like, oh, you're a winter, you're a summer, you're a fall. I do more by tonality because I think fabrics die differently mm. and different. There's different tones of colors that look good on some people and and not so good on others. And then um, UA, your skin tone, actually Asian skin has some yellow in it. Mm -hmm. So like what to stay away from are things like orange and yellow because that's Mm going to make you look a little more sickly. But what looks great on you, like you're wearing black right now. I just think it's stunning. (laughs) I think black on Asians with like the dark hair is just stunning especially if you pop like a red lip it's just really really mysterious and like sexy but then like navy looks good on you and and Mm. also um certain reds but like a blue red you you don't want to do like an orange red red yeah right but you probably know this like being on tv so you know again it does make a big difference and even like if you're doing a zoom date oh yeah your energy will seem different when you're wearing different colors. So just be mindful of that. Like give yourself some time to do some prep work before you go on a a virtual date. It's just like a regular date. And I think too many people are not paying attention to that. For all the men out there, I think they should experiment with colors as well. I mean, don't stick to your grays and your blacks and your white. I think there's just so many different, I think some men look incredible in a moss green. Yeah. And oh, I wish yeah. more men wear that color. And some guys look incredible in a baby pink. Right. <laughs> yes. right. Color for some. Well, I think yeah. the problem is with black is we've been told all of our lives that it's slimming and it makes uh-huh. you, yeah. And the problem is though that everyone wears black. So there's nothing that makes you stand out. Like I'm thinking about going into a bar and then everyone's in black and one person's in red. Like you're going to see that person just of by course. default, right? So why of not course. let yourself stand stand out and maybe it doesn't need to be red but even the guy in green that would stand out from all like the sea of gray right exactly and i think the big thing is just taking a look at like how you're wearing colors and why like again with my story and a lot of clients that i've helped I knew that my black clothes, now that I look back on it, was, again, it was the cloak. It was just to keep me invisible. I didn't I didn't want to stand out. Mm. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't, like, think about that at the time, but now I realize it was, versus, like, somebody who's just wearing black every now and then, but still has sprinkle of color. Like, that, right. it, it's mm-hmm. different, you know, in, in how you're wearing it. Um, just a really funny, cute story. I was helping a client, and it's funny because she came to me for dating coaching, now, I, I used to do, and hopefully I can get back to it, to do wing girl sessions where I go to the oh, bars so and I help people flirt and like teach them how to navigate a room. And she just wanted that. Like she just hired me for pure dating coaching and some of the inside work. But then when she showed up, I said, honey, I'll, I'll help you, but we got to do something about your clothes. She's like, what's wrong with my clothes? Like these are really expensive. I said, it's not about having expensive clothes, but no. she had beige these beige like garments on and then she literally had a shawl wrapped around her and was that oh, was no. black that was like a sh- her love shield you know so i'm like you you are literally like guarding yourself against yeah. attention you know so my assignment to her before we even got into everything is i had her 
get a red lipstick and wear it for a week mm. just to see the impact it would have, right? She thought it was so weird. And so then, because I, I didn't do anything else with her. I said, just, just do this. And so she did it and she came back. She said, oh my God, Kim, that, that magic red bullet, it totally worked. I said, what <laughs> happened? She said, well, I wore it for a week and like all these guys started talking to me. Like this, I, this never happens. And what happened was, again, the symbiotic relationship, because as she got more attention, she was able to have the confidence to give that energy back, it, like it was working mm -hmm. hand in hand. And from that moment on, I literally created a monster because she, <laughs> we went shopping, we got all these like sexy clothes, and now people go to her for like fashion <laughs> advice and flirt advice. She, she's your protege. Yeah, I love totally. It. And actually she's in San Francisco now, so you might see her out there. With the red, red lips. So we got cut color. What's the third one? Cut color and then what's the third C? And confidence clothes. And so what I mean by that is everyone has something in their closet that they pull when they have a social event or a date. And it's usually something they feel confident in, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe they got complimented in it, like just determine, like take that outfit out and determine what is it about that outfit that you like? Have you gotten compliments? Is it like the way it feels? Is it the fabric? Is it just the cut? Do you feel like slim in it? And once you determine that, it's almost like doing an audit for yourself. Just get more of those things because yeah. you know this, like when you feel good in your clothes, it, it, it change. it's a game changer. Oh, like yeah. you feel, mm -hmm. you move differently. Right. Right. I totally have this romper that one of my, we had a past date of mine oh, yeah, on the you show. Oh yeah, you love that romper. And he <laughs> called it out that I had it in too many of my profile photos and then I showed up in the same romper on the date. So <laughs> really? It was like clearly my like signature piece that you just mentioned. But I think it is like, cause I think I'm a square body type, but the romper had- Cinch waist. Yeah, it right? had like a tie around the waist to kind of mm -hmm. cinch it. like you were saying of how do you make it more of an hourglass with that. Oh, so I'm right. now taking inventory that maybe it's not that I need to just wear that one romper, but I should be getting more stuff like that romper. That's a good example. Right. You could take the elements of that and then replicate it in a dress in the way that you wear just like your tops and your pants. And maybe it's the fabrics that kind of right. hug that area. Yeah, definitely. So Kimmy, in your experience, and I want to go back to your original story of your journey when you first bought that red dress, you felt like it was a costume. At what point mm. does that dress feel like it's no longer a costume, mm. but it's a, a part of you? Where, when is that mm. turning point? Oh, that's a really great question. And I don't, I don't, again, I don't think one size fits all literally that I think it just depends on your journey and where you're at. Um, for me, for instance, if I had put that red dress on, right when everything happened, right after my divorce, I think it would have taken me a lot longer, but I had mm. done work. Mm -hmm. I had had a period of time where I, and then I just got fed up that I, I needed to do something to like shift me. So, so for me, it started happening, you know, within a couple months, but the instantaneous effect that it had on me, it like literally overnight. I know that sounds almost weird, but I see it with the makeovers <laughs> that I do. Like, I, and this is what's so powerful to me is that sometimes I can shift someone quicker in one makeover session and, and, and I do inside work as well and flirt session and all that than I did years of sit down therapy. And, and the reason is, is I truly, because you're viscerally going through something, you're feeling something, you're collecting evidence. And it, it, it again, it's that symbiotic kind of 
impact it has. But it is different for, for everybody. Like, for instance, and this is just being a therapist talking, like if somebody's been sexually abused, that's a different profile and that's going to be mm. like a, a different journey than right. somebody who just had something bad happen, like a divorce. I'm not minimizing or, or saying one is, you know, worse than the other. Right. I'm just saying it's a different journey and different healing process. Right. So, okay. So I love what you just said because they're like quick tips that can, like if you just invest a little time in research, you can do these like quick shifts to really make a difference. Because I know one of the things I struggle with is when I like go out for the night, I can like take the time, I can look good, I can do my hair, all that. But sometimes just on a day to day, it's just so much effort. It feels like mm-hmm. it's like a lot of time and it's hard to like carve that time out and make it something that you continually do. Like what are some tips that you have outside of just even clothes that can like let you just go to the supermarket or grocery store and just be looking good because you just never know who you're going to meet anywhere right so it's like why reserve it for that like one night out like let's just is there like little things you can do every day your lives that doesn't feel overwhelming and can I, we just give you a little backstory? San Francisco yeah. is so different from LA. Yeah. Oh, I know the, that. This is I know that. Of Lululemon wearing, you know, Uggs wearing, coffee drinking, granola heads. Where if, as a woman or a man, if you just dress up a little bit, you'll get a ton of attention because you really do stand out. So yeah. to Julie's question, what is something? I mean, we're. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm lazy when it comes to dressing up and getting done up for something. But what is something we can do that's sustainable on a day-to-day basis? I'm super yeah, lazy and, too. And by the yeah, no, by the way, I, I totally know this, the San Francisco culture. I I actually have coached and done wing girl sessions with a ton of people up in San Francisco, and it is and because every environment's different, everyone's lifestyles right. different. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'll say is that for for women, just know that guys find you super hot and attractive in yoga pants. And they also love you in a t-shirt and jeans, and they also love you in a dress and heels, okay? So getting ready means different things, and it doesn't have to always be all dolled up in, you know, a dress and heels, okay? So I just want to, like, say that. But what it is is it's being mindful and thinking about the care that you're putting into yourself before you go out or before you have a date. And yes, like to Julie's point, and I teach people this all the time, like the opposite sex is everywhere. They're everywhere. You know, you can, you can meet people in coffee shops, even like if we're still in COVID, when you're listening to this, the masks can be super sexy. Like you can be really <laughs> mysterious. Like this is the new masquerade, literally. Like I'm saying So, you know, it's just the way that you put yourself out there. And so if it means, okay, I'm going to comb my hair, I'll put a little lip gloss Mm. on. I am going to put these yoga pants on that are comfortable, but I know I look super cute in them. Then that's your outfit. That's your outfit going out versus not combing your hair, having no makeup, looking disheveled, you know, maybe you just walked your dog with these ginormous like sweatpants on that don't fit you. Like it, it's different. It's the, the self-care. So anytime people are feeling rushed or like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to do like a date uh-huh. or I don't want to go out looking like this, my answer is don't. Mm. then just don't, you know, because what you're, you're going to do yourself a disservice and you're going to show up in that social event or in public or on that date with that mindset and with that body. 
You know, it's an energy that's going to seep from you. So I always tell people, give yourself some prep time, even put together like date prep plans for people so that they are able to decompress the day. They get rid of like the masculine or the feminine energy, like whatever sex you are. And so that you're really kind of getting into that like sexy time. Mm, I love you know? that. You're feeling good about yourself. You're turning off the left brain. You're turning on the right brain. You're getting more playful. And that's why I love clothes because it, it truly can act as a costume to help you get there. Yeah. And I know for me too, it's like I make all these excuses in my head, but really even if I don't put on a ton of makeup, but I just put on like eyeliner and mascara and lip gloss or lipstick, it goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> and it literally yeah. takes like two seconds. So it's like, it's totally, you're, it's an excuse when you're saying it doesn't take time. And it, yeah, it doesn't need to be like the full on, but even something that will boost your confidence is better than nothing. And oh, it's a change yeah. of perspective. It's yeah. not so much about a nuisance or a burden of getting ready. Yes. It's about carving out me time before I go out. For sure. And I think yes. that's great too. And before we go into takeaways, I do want to hear, like, Kimmy, you gave us a little teaser earlier about... I was wondering <laughs> if you come back to that. <laughs> We're not forgetting that one. <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> what is it? It's uh, ways that women and men can dress that appeal to the opposite sex. Is that what yes. it is? Oh, there's so many and it's, it's, it's really fun. Um, okay. So we'll start with what men find sexy. Okay. Because uh, I have male clients and female, so I'm constantly surveying like both sexes, like what do you find sexy? And so here's what I hear. Um, the number one thing that men find sexy, obviously, is confidence just <laughs> overall. Like I think that, but then what shows that is how comfortable you feel in your body. Mm -hmm. That's why the clothes you wear is really important. Guys don't really care about like the size, the shape, the like if you own your body mm. and you think you're the bomb and you think you're sexy, they will too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just want to like, I want to start out with that because I think that's really crucial in the mindset. Um, and then in terms of the clothes, I think that, you know, they all love women in dresses. They really do. You know, um, I, uh, I can't tell you how many times that women will say, oh, well, I can't wear dresses or they're not me or I live in a cold state. Like I've, I've heard a lot of women mm -hmm. not want to wear dresses. And what I say to that, it's fine. I mean, if it's not you, that that's fine. But just know that that's something that um, a man finds sexy. And let's talk about it. Is it, is it the brand that maybe is not fitting you? Right. Is it because you're truly cold? But let's talk about like, are you really going to be outside, you know, on your first right. date? You know, like, like let's and look at the wear, excuses. Could you wear, like, you know? tights? Like, there's many, like, mm -hmm. options. Yes. Like, it doesn't need to just be, like, this sundress. There, there's very many variations of a dress. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do a ton of live events and workshops, and I'm always, like, like it, it, all the hands go up. When, when I talk about dresses, I, I never see a guy go, ew, no, I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> like, it just doesn't happen, right? Um, now, on the other side, on, on the, and you ladies can chime in because we're all women, oh, like, we just enjoy when men care. Like, yes, mm -hmm. yes. I, I think guys just get lazy. They don't, they, they like us to be all dressed up and everything, but they don't think that we, like really like that so like good grooming is really uber yes, important very like that important. like trimming the nose hairs we like that you know like the ears the here and they like sometimes even we'll get fixated on little things like that that will turn us off so just that's an easy fix being mindful of your grooming habits and also being put together um but 
we women love a well-dressed man and it doesn't mean that he has to be again like in a tuxedo or a suit even though that's super like hot but we also like a guy in jeans and a t-shirt but as long as it fits him right baggy Mm -hmm. jeans no acid wash jeans no like we we just you know like we like a like a, a nice tailored outfit i think on a first date too or just even early stages of dating it just shows that you gave this person a little bit of time. Like right. there's something there. Like I know for me, I always try to wear a dress because it takes me out of my normal day and it like steps it up a little, right? Because I'm now putting emphasis that I'm excited to meet this person and be there. And I think for a guy too, like if they just show up in like, I mean, I've I've heard of stories where guys like show up in like gym shorts and that just literally Ugh. means that I just, you just didn't give this any time, right? And I think just yeah, right. something as simple as just uh jeans and like a button down shirt or like a flannel shirt that's not crazy but it just shows that they're like put together and they're giving and this they some care. thought yes exactly yeah. like they're trying to impress in some capacity but i do think men just don't know where to start a lot of the time uh, you know what julie i think you're right because normally like when i'm dressing a guy they really do want to know they want to please us they right. a lot mm-hmm. of times either right they didn't think about it and they just don't know to, to be honest, I much prefer shopping with men because <laughs> they they just want to please. They're like, yeah. oh, wait, do you like this? Does this look good? Okay, I'll take five of them. That's cool. Like mm-hmm. women are like, I don't like the way my arms look. And like, we're a lot pickier yeah. and harder on ourselves, I think. So yeah, when a man actually does get help around it, it makes a huge difference. And going to the profile pictures, oh my gosh. Like if you're a man listening to this, you will have a leg up on all the men out there. If you just dress well and and not take just a selfie in the mirror with like your shirt off like that you're already ahead of the game when you're dressing nicely I think the tip you gave earlier for men that are on the shorter side too of just like wearing things that are like more chromatic that's huge because we hear people all the time being like this is such a problem for me and it's something I can't change like no one's gonna measure how tall you are anyways so how can you just make that perception that's a really big thing I really appreciate a man who has style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The When I first moved to San Francisco and I walked around the city, I was like, most of these men do not have a style. They, if I went up to them and said, what's your style? What is your What does your closet look like? I think most of them would just say, whatever my company gave me is right. free swag. So it's really nice because it shows me that the guy really knows himself and therefore mm-hmm. he was able to create a style for himself. But that's really evolved. That's like a very evolved man. I think that yeah. also is like a lot of times men will like will get fee- or will talk to men that get feedback from their dates that they came off looking young. And I think mm. like if they wear their company t-shirt and jeans or just a t-shirt and jeans or gym shorts, that makes you look younger. So one of the things to instantly fix that without totally going to the gym and like redoing like your whole body, like some instant fix, like you were saying is just dressing the part a little differently. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And looking at who you're trying to attract. Because remember, like attracts like, and this is another fun thing about the clothes, is that are you putting out what you're getting back. And like I was doing a virtual makeover with this guy who really wanted somebody who 
like a woman who was athletic and put together and all that. And yet when I saw him on camera and his image online, that's not at all what he was. Right. right? Mm. And so I said, if you're wanting to attract that woman, you have to dress the part, you know? And so we put him into more kind of athletic clothes and, and had him kind of create that vibe for himself that he truly wanted and was, but he wasn't marketing that. And so the minute he did that, he's, he started attracting more athletic women. Interesting. Makes sense. So should we go to takeaways? I feel like this conversation has been so interesting. I think my biggest one, you hear all the time, it's the inside first and all of that. And I think it really isn't inside or outside, but it's a combination. And I do think inner work does take longer. And I think historically, I also thought that outer work took longer. Like I need to drop that 15 pounds or I need to do whatever it is that's like top of mind. But I think what I'm learning from you is capitalize on all these little things that you can shift because the little things can actually make a big difference. And that doesn't mean that you forget about the big things. Like, yeah, if you feel like you have some weight to lose, like I know I've been there, I feel better if I've lost that weight, I feel healthier. But it doesn't mean that I need to like wait to start dating till I'm 15 pounds lighter. Like that just is like the waiting game that can go on forever. So it's like, how do you maximize with working with what you got and loving what you got? Mm-hmm. I love it. My takeaway is this conversation really isn't so much about makeup or hair or clothes or the brands of the clothes you wear. It's about how you feel and how you present yourself. So it's really the, the fourth C. It's the charisma factor. <laughs> <laughs> so color, confidence, and charisma. Yeah. And that really comes from the vibe that you put off. So mm. I, uh, after this conversation, I'm going to go do an audit of my closet and put on some of the clothes that I wear on a daily basis or on a regular basis and think about like, what is it that how do I exude my energy from this outfit? And is it the energy that I want to put out into the universe? Because sometimes you're right. We have those cloaks in our closet. I, I definitely have a few. On those days I want to be invisible, mm-hmm. I wear that. And that's okay. We can have those, those cloaks. And then we have those that are like showstoppers. And those showstoppers, I think every woman and man should have two outfits that are mm-hmm. ultimate showstoppers in their wardrobe that they know the exact right event or whatever it may be to bring out those showstoppers and really present yourself in that showstopping way. I love that. But I also think there should be showstoppers or that are more for the everyday. Like maybe it's that pair mm. of yoga pants or jeans that you just know you look good in. Because I 100% agree you should have like those really showstoppers like the ultimate showstoppers but just having it in your day-to-day life that will like I think give potentially bigger dividends because it's so much more frequent as well for sure I love that I love that it's funny I mean Julie it's so weird that you said about like just doing those small things add up to the bigger win I say that all the time because sometimes people you know I, I love when people say oh just be more confident or just you know just do this it's like but if I knew how to do that, I, I would be doing that already. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's the thing about this stuff. They're tangible, small things that you can do to work towards the bigger thing that you're trying to accomplish. And, and I always say, you know, I define confidence a little bit differently and it kind of relates to everything we're talking about. I don't believe that there's one person out there that's not confident. It has to do with experience and positive exposure. 
because you could be confident at work, but maybe not a confident mm. dater. And usually mm. you, it's because either you had negative experience or maybe not enough experience yep. around it. So the best way to build confidence is to get positive reinforcement, exposure, and experience to slowly build that confidence. And, you know, whether it's your style, you know, and maybe you're good in the style, but maybe you're not good with the emotional intelligence. You know, maybe it's the way you express yourself or you don't express yourself and the way you set boundaries and being vulnerable. Or maybe it's the way you interact, your conversation skills, your flirt skills, all those things. Take a look at those three areas and where are the pieces that are missing that you can plug in to start building that confidence. Hmm, That's great. That's really wonderful. It just makes me feel so empowered, yeah. you know, because it's, it's all in our control and it's just how we want to utilize the resources that we have. I spoke to a good friend of mine who's a life coach and I was going through some career stuff at the time and I asked her, what are some things I should be doing with my life to just find more clarity around my career? And she said, let's start with clothes. And I was like, what? She's like, go pick out. She's like, go pick out an outfit. That's totally, you don't think it's your style, but you Uh want it to be your style. Put it in your closet and try to wear it once a week just to see how it makes Mm. you feel. And it was, to me, it totally changed my perspective on how I saw myself and how Mm. I wanted to present myself. It was actually very empowering at that time. So it's not just about the superficial or external. It is, it comes from the in but then it works its way out. Yeah, I love that because I mean, UA knows this, but I feel like I used to be really into like shopping and buying new clothes and I just haven't been over the last couple of years and it almost feels daunting to me. And I think like before this conversation, I think especially just not like with myself, but everyone is sometimes looks can be a very sensitive topic. And Mm -hmm. I think that's how we're like perceiving it, especially if you're hearing like, oh, we're going to talk about like fixing the external, right? Like that can come off as very overwhelming. But I think the way you've positioned it on this call is I agree with you, UA, very empowering. And I'm excited to go through my closet and be like, which are those outfits that like, (laughs) you know, get me excited because like thinking about it too, it's like when I've attracted like significant others or dates Mm -hmm. or the type of men I've been wanting to attract is when I felt my best. Bingo. Bingo. Yes. And that's it. Yep. And a lot of times like that was just wearing a certain outfit. And I I think it's, yeah, it's a combination of like internal and external. It's not one versus the other. But again, this is that way to just kickstart whatever is kind of holding you back right now. Well, and it's like what UA said too, is this, it's an empowerment, you know, this isn't about being superficial or not. It's about, gosh, what can I do to make a difference in how I feel about myself? So I track something different. And it's not about the man. It's not about the woman. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And when you feel good about you, others will too. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. And for all the men out there who are kind of at a loss for how to define your style, well, you can always ask a girlfriend. If you're in a relationship, ask your partner. If you have some close girlfriends, take them shopping with you. We will be very honest. And if all those fail, you can always go to Kimmy. <laughs> I was going to say when all else fails or just go straight say, to me. Start at the source, like no bullshitting. Just yeah, go start there. With Kimmy. Start with Kimmy. How can people find you? Yeah. I mean, the easiest is to go to my website. It's KimmySeltzer.com. K-I-M-M-Y Seltzer.com. I'm all over social media, all with the name of Kimmy Seltzer. And of course, on my podcast, The Charisma Quotient. And you'll yes. 
there are a lot of the C's over there. So <laughs> as well as, as, as you two lovely ladies, we just did a, a fun podcast. So yeah, yeah check it out. We'll be linking that in our stuff too. So yeah, definitely check out Kimmy and her podcast. Wonderful. We're going to wrap this up. Stay, Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.